you want a foot prop? Do I want a foot prop? Yeah. No, I think I'm okay. Because let me tell you. Man, that's nice. You sit down and you have a foot prop. Oh, man, that's nice. You ever poop with a foot prop? <laughs> no, I heard that's the proper way to poop, though. It's the proper way to poop? There we go. Who'd you hear that from? You just talk to people who know the proper I way to poop? Yeah, exactly. That's my doctor told me. Your doctor told me? I don't even have a doctor. I don't even have health insurance. I went to the doctor for the first time um, in quite a while. Uh, a couple of days ago, and it went pretty well. We had a good talk about like ADHD, ADHD medication, nice. uh, depression medication. It was pretty cool. It seems so weird to talk to them about that because they seem they seem like they're uh, I don't know, kind of hesitant. There's always stigmas based on like medication that people get, and like you know, if they prescribe opioids or something like that, most people will say okay, but then when they get the skeptics that come up and talk to them and say like like do you actually believe in this and like do you know what this does to my body and mm-hmm. starts doing that i feel like that must be so daunting for people because they're just doing what they're told at that right. point they're just like, they're following a script and they're like i mean to the best of their ability they're they're doing their jobs yeah absolutely yeah they they i mean it's not like they have answers that like like to all their to everyone's problems mm-hmm. it's not like doctors just can solve everything for everyone yeah and that's they're taking on a mass amount of people and they need something that's going to help someone fast like obviously if you got to spend one like one doctor got to spend time with one patient only i'm sure there's other ways of like helping someone through their their problems or whatever it may be but it's like you got a hundred thousand people coming up just to you, them like out. yep, just fucking yep. cranking yeah. the wheel. Here's what's gonna work best for you ASAP. All mm-hmm. right, here you go. Here's some Prozac. Gosh, yeah, it is so weird. We, it's funny. We just kind of we're like, well, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't have an answer for how to make it better, but it seems like there should be something different. It seems like there should be something assess there. And yeah, but I definitely think we're slipping into a different age and a different time. Yeah, um, like with holistic medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just crazy, like how we went from kind of knowing a lot about the earth as a people and as a society. Uh, if you look back in time, and then slowly that just like fades away from generation to generation. And now we're here now, and we're like, all right, we have this massive amount of technology and science, and we're like, we can create medicines and do all this shit, but. Now you got people that are looking back like, dude, everything's already here. Like, one of the biggest cures for PTSD is now mushrooms and yeah, right? psychedelics and things dude, like it's, that. It's like, it's a proof for human testing all over now. It's it's uh, like on stage three of human trials for uh, like PTSD. Yeah. Or no, wait, maybe that's MDMA right now. It's MDMA yeah. and, but uh, psychedelics are like right behind it right. at this point at this point it's a documentary on netflix that just came out about it um there's just a lot of documentaries coming out about it now but and it's cool like you were saying earlier it's like actual sorry actual scientists are now talking about the benefits of psychedelics and like right. psychotherapy is just crazy like aren't you just supposed to give me pills and like say i'll be better but like you're asking me to trip balls and you're right. asking me to like 
battle my consciousness and myself Dude, well, what, to so, get past this. So what do you think is going to happen? Okay, so let's say, to me, it seems like the craziest, fastest thing happening ever. As in, like, I feel like in the next 10, 20 years, I don't know timelines very well, mm-hmm. but, like, there's going to be clinics where you're like, all right, well, I'm going to go stay the night at this place and trip my fucking face off and melt my ego and hopefully solve some traumas. I'll see you in two days. You know, like... I think that's going to be a normal thing. What do you think? What what's the what's the next 10 20 years for like the future of like let's say healing and, and psychedelics and I think that's the exact path that we are going to go on. Like it only seems natural that if we commit to making any of this legal, which peyote and mushrooms are legal in now Nevada and right. some parts of Oakland. Peyote's Oakland. Interesting, man. I've never California. But you don't want just geeks off the street going and taking fucking peyote and going in the middle of the street. And Absolutely like, not. Right. Like, those aren't the right circumstances, and, like, that would just be crazy for the government to be like, all right, go take peyote. We got it at a 7-Eleven, and you go and just start tripping your nuts <laughs> on the street. <laughs> like, no. So we're going to have complete control over it. There's going to be guided leaders through right. your journey. Trip sitters. Trip sitters that are professionals that do this every day. Yeah. Awesome. Like what what are what are trip sitters for anybody who doesn't know? What's a trip sitter? A trip sitter is basically a shaman um who leads you in the right direction and keeps you calm and centered because when you do these things by yourself you're going to be battling parts of your mind, parts of your body uh things that usually make you extremely uncomfortable mm-hmm. that you would run from or that you would from. normally run from but these things Your make you, defend you from yes you. yes and it makes you it makes you face them you have no option you're taking these so that you actually cannot run anywhere because it's internal and you face them uh and it's really overwhelming for so many people including mm-hmm. myself like yeah. anytime i do it i'm like it's 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 a scary thing of course um yeah, so you don't want to be just on the side of the road or just, like, at some party doing these things. It's yeah, no, it's, it's, it's... So they have trip sitters, people who know what they're doing, yeah. and they help you out. Yeah, and that's what's so powerful about these uh, psychedelics and, and these experiences is it is a way in which it's just making you face yourself and your truths and for... A lot of the reasons that people take it, obviously, like PTSD and certain traumas and things like that, it's the number one underlining thing is you hear stories of people in war and they can't get over the war. They can't get over people Mm -hmm. and their friends dying. And that's their only way to live is to live through the experience of remembering their friends and remembering the days, but it haunts them at the same time. And they just can't face it. Well, this makes you face it with help, you know, with help from a leader, right. a shaman, a person who's really, really, really going to balance you and let you know that you are going to be okay. Because mm-hmm. most people, they're just in it alone. They have PTSD and no one understands. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they hardly understand it themselves. They can't even, yeah, they yeah. can't understand it themselves. It's something we're just as a, as a collective starting to, like, find ways to actually help people, you know, instead of yeah. just shoving off yeah it's just clear it's it's clarity so 
in the fogs. But what what do you think the next? Because because that's how it is, you know. Now, but as they become legal, there's going to be new, you know, government funded. Sure, yeah, mm-hmm. some places, whatever, however it works. But there's also going to be new types of like retreats that are going to pop up all over the all mm-hmm. over the you know world potentially, mm-hmm. especially the U.S. if it's legalized, that are going to be. Like you're like, all right, they're almost gonna be like little burning mans of sorts. They're not gonna be as intense, but mm-hmm. I don't know. What, what, that, that's what I think. What, what do you think over the next, again, 10, 20 years, as like the Western culture develops some sort of like shit starts popping up to where we can heal people with psychedelics? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a business thing. It's gonna yeah. have to be what do those businesses look like? Yeah. That's what's so hard about it, too, is because yeah. when you take these things, you are so far away from the thought of, our society and like business and the way that the world runs like you're so much more focused on the way in which you treat yourself the way in which you treat others uh Mm -hmm. just kind of it corrects you and checks you and uh points out your flaws and helps you realize how to counteract those Mm -hmm. um and as far as it goes in like a business sense i think it's going to be a lot more humbling uh, of a society if it begins to emerge the way I want it to if it begins to really take over and have a foundation like I believe weed does now mm-hmm. um, it's believed by so much amount of the population at this point um, that we're going to see a shift in greed and a shift in uh just i don't know uh the selfish way selfish of, yeah yeah the selfish ways of of society of of living yeah this like doggy dog world that we think we have to this is the only option yeah right? and i think it's that's what the big success is about it is that it checks your flaws but it also makes you yearn for a true sense of community and people and uh I think people are going to become more drawn to people instead of drawn to technology or whatever the case may be. Um, I don't know. I think it just has a lot of positive benefits if used correctly, if used incorrectly, which obviously it's going to have its flaws. There are people you can't trust with weed still, too. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's people that smoke weed and do it for medical purposes. They do it for peaceful purposes or just you know, creativity or whatever. And then there's people that just chain smoke all day long and just stay high and do nothing mm-hmm. and lay to, down. To run from their problems. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like force you right through that one. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, speaking of, uh, uh, community connecting people and bringing people together, Brandon, <laughs> welcome to the junk air love podcast. Yes, brother. Thank you. That was very a cool much. intro. We just, we're like in the middle of talking about psilocybin or something. So, yeah. That's wonderful no, how it is... goes. Um, I'm super pumped to uh, to have you here, man. We've uh, we haven't been you. friends for a very long time, but we've been, you know, we had like this cool friend to friend connection. Mm-hmm. We got linked up through a couple other creators, and now like there's a lot of wild production and junkyard love stuff mm-hmm. in the works for each of our companies. So um, yeah, it's gonna be it's this is just the beginning. So super yeah. excited. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, bro, dude, I'm pumped to always have you here. Um, 
it's funny because we've hung out multiple times. They're like, yeah, man. Hey, bro, it'll be cool to meet you. Let's link up. Yeah, let's podcast. We, mm-hmm. can, we can vibe out. Like, it was supposed to be like a meetup to podcast. And we ended up just being like 12-year-old BFFs who just couldn't <laughs> stop hugging each other. And like, dude, we just, we just clicked really well. Uh, just a lot of mind loop. bombs. Yeah, bro. We're just like talking about consciousness within like 30 minutes of meeting each other. Mm-hmm. We uh, ran it. We, you know, we go out in the woods. And we just run run around and meditate and do yoga on logs and shit. It's yeah. just cool, man. I feel like we, we've got a good vibe. Um, so it's it's going to be fun to have you on the, on the podcast um, and, and for me to, to be on your podcast as well, likewise, you know, um, because, because you and I really, we, we extend our thoughts, you know, past ourselves and we talk about intricate things. And a lot of times I feel like we stumble upon things that are like, wow, this is, this is an important subject. Let's mm-hmm. actually, let's, let's take a moment and, 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 you know, put a little peg in this. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's important. Um, you know, I, I kind of project outwardly, you know, tell people not to be a coward and, and to like follow their intuition and and, mm-hmm. and and do what's right. And so I think that airing these conversations, whether or not sometimes they're going to be, maybe we're going to talk about farting or whatever. It doesn't <laughs> even matter. But I, I think sometimes we stumble upon some important things that yeah. a lot of listeners would benefit. So I think it's a, it's a good responsibility of us, um, as we've talked about outside of this podcast, to, to you know, get some of it on audio and continue talking about yeah. these awesome things. So Yeah, I think, I mean, both of us have obviously perspective on our side of life. And I mean, I feel like in these times we share a lot of qualities of a lot of other people our age who are going through the same things. It's, it's a time like, just like you talk to your parents and they can all relate and say, remember the time when, you know, Mm -hmm. life kind of felt like this or life kind of felt like that, things like that. I feel like we understand what is going on in our generation and in our lifetime, and we can connect with a lot of people as it's and a lot of, as as it's happening, right. um, as it's happening to me, as it's happening look. to you, as it's happening to us as a whole. And so I think it's, I think it's cool that we actually can sit down and talk about it and analyze from different perspectives. So. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's it's cool, um, and and I think it's it, again important. I think it's important for anybody who's like, hey. I've been kind of scared to to talk up, you know. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't grab a megaphone and stand on on the corner and start yelling. But you know, dude, I've thought it, about it. <laughs> yeah, you always want to, but it's so easy to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. You need to you know spend a couple of days, spend a couple of hours, YouTube it, Google it. If you have, if you feel the same thing that we feel, like, hey, these are important conversations. They might help somebody out. Dude, start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, very encouraging to start a podcast. So, um, speaking of different perspectives, my perspective uh, from here, Pacific Northwest. Um, I've always been born and raised here. This is where I'm from. Um, you are here now. You and you and Lacey mm-hmm. are, live uh, just down in Portland, Oregon. Um, and you guys super love it now. I know mm-hmm. that. But so would you mind giving me just like a little bit of maybe like your background, um, um, like your move over here, maybe a little about what, what's going on with um, your company? Oh, okay. Um, well, I moved from Phoenix, Arizona, where it's ungodly hot and mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty dry and flat. And I love to travel. I love to hike. Um, I took on a lot of that scene, so I felt like that was a part of my life that just was complete or mostly complete, and I feel like I just wanted to grow in a different way. Um, The Pacific Northwest is a very creative place from what I've seen online. I've been here. I love the vibe, uh, the energy, the people. Uh, Just, I mean, like meeting you, you have been 
an amazing person and there's something different about the places you live and the people that live there and uh it was just a fresh perspective for me on uh on meeting you meeting people like you uh, immediately and just getting hooked on becoming open and becoming creative and not letting uh you know my ego or whatever mm -hmm. hold me back from my creativity or what i want to say or how i feel and things like that so right. that's a big reason why we moved um I love nature too, so I mean hikes and everything are are beautiful. Yeah, you're, you're in it, baby. Um, it's. It. I mean, I could walk outside and it's. I feel like I'm already like outdoorsy outdoors. So yeah, bro. I'm gonna be honest. Um, you're sitting on that side. I'm sitting on this side because I can glance out the window as I'm thinking, as I'm talking to you. You don't. You get to look at some lights. I don't even care, dude. That that looks so dope. <laughs> I get to see that, that is so good, sick. Good. Okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, but so anyway, so, so you moved over from Arizona, um, yeah, and we got linked up through um, our, our friend Jessica. She mm -hmm. moved over there, met 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 you guys over mm -hmm. there, right? Or yeah, she moved over there. Uh, I met my fiance. Yeah, and then they moved back. Then we moved back, and uh, the rest is history. Yeah, dude, so. it's so cool. Like you, you follow on. Like you're like, you just know this person is pretty cool. I, I can just vibe with them. I feel myself with them, mm -hmm. and you follow that. And then you know the way that life works out. You didn't think this way when you're 16, but mm -hmm. all of a sudden, you're like, man, I know some cool people. Oh, I've met them because of this person. Who knows this person? Who knows this person? Yeah. And it's, it's just cool, so man. crazy. It's like she's, community. she always said like. I can't wait for you to meet Jake. I can't wait. Like you guys are going to hit it off. Right. You guys are like just alike and all this stuff. Like, like I just know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. And then like, like from my perspective, I'm all obviously like, yeah, I'd love to meet him. Like I don't, I don't feel like I've met a bunch of people that I'm like, I have to like surround myself with them and I have to pick their brain and I have to right. share my creativities and things like that with them uh, and my thoughts and stuff. And, and so I was just like, all right, yeah, I'll meet him. Um, and then I met you, and I was, like, just blown away. Like, right. you just, like, are everywhere and <laughs> awesome <laughs> in everything. Like, Bro, that's what I thought about you. you. Just, I was like, dude, this guy <laughs> fucking understands. He understands in the way that he he explains to me what he's thinking about. I'm like, dude, I know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it's, it's just very... I don't know. I have it very clear and vivid when I when we converse. Mm -hmm. It just seems like we understand each other, you know, even if no one on this podcast does. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully there's one motherfucker. He lives in Alaska. He's gonna be like, I get you guys. He's like, you guys. You guys are funny. <laughs> my, my name is also Brandon. My middle name's Jake. It's weird. I don't know how yeah. it works, but uh, they call me Brandon Jake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm BJ. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, hey, leading in from a BJ joke, let's actually just jump into something that popped into my mind. Um, Do it. That's so hilarious. But uh, actually so, something that I think might be a little bit important, a little bit strange to talk about at first, but um, the bromance. So, like, I've grown up in, you know, this area is, is a, a mill, smaller town. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up with kind of like I was wearing skinny pants, like I um, punk rock, like I wore eyeliner for a while. I would always be called gay, um, mm -hmm. all these things. And, it, it, you know, it would be a joke a lot of the part. Mm -hmm. And I get that. And I understood, like, they're just kind of big dummies, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I, as you get older, you realize you're like, oh, man, those things kind of did affect my decisions. Yeah. And then so you get into relationships. And I'm just very, you know, I grew up, I have a lot of older sisters, a lot of women that, that have been around me as I was growing up. Uh, I'm just 
more intact with my emotions, I guess, than, mm -hmm. than a lot of other guys. And so and as we're talking, as we're sharing these things, I feel like I inherently have this like old little habit way back in the back of my head that I'm not really responding to anymore, but of like, uh, like, oh, it's like a little embarrassing that you're being so loud about the bromance thing. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, this is a dude though. Like, remember? And it's so yeah, funny. Yeah, they used to call you gay and they used to yeah. do all this stuff for expressing yourself. Right. Yeah. It, it's so silly. Um, and, and I think it's just worth, I think it might be worth talking about like mm -hmm. how silly that really is. Just pointing it out for one. So mm -hmm. if, if, you know, let's say there's a, a younger listener that might be like, you know, like, dude, I love my friend. Like, I love him. Like, and I like, like but people call me gay. Like, I know I'm not gay. Like, yeah. you know, look, look inside yourself. And, and if, if you have, you know, these things, like there's a whole process of understanding if you're gay. I'm sure if you mm -hmm. really think that you're gay, you can really go through that process. But yeah. like, if you know, like, no, of course I'm not. I just, I really like this guy. That's mm -hmm. so okay. And I think that in, in our world, it's hard to like assess that and talk about it. And mm -hmm. so a lot of times, friendships go unappreciated like mm -hmm. there's there's this when two dudes get super blacked out drunk you can see there's a lot of hugging like bro i appreciate you mm -hmm. but i think i'm someone a lot of my friends i think you're the same way that like i don't have to have a single drop of me to like give you a sincere hug like bro yeah. i really appreciate your friendship yeah i appreciate your conversation i appreciate this about you i'm so glad that we connected cool um yeah, I, I think it should be it should be opened up. But wh what do you think about that? Like, did you ever have any experience growing up, Brandon, about like being uncomfortable with like saying "I love you" to another male figure? Let's say. Yes, and that's funny that you said that. I was literally just thinking about this the other week, awesome. um, because I feel so comfortable now in expressing myself in ways that I used to be so scared to do. Because the people you care about most mainly are the ones that will tell you you're gay or like mm -hmm. you look gay or uh, you're just not following the trends of society or fashion or like you're trying something new and like they don't like it at first uh and that i think is what hurt me the most and degraded me the most like i'd hear my my brother call me gay for wearing skinny jeans like super skinnies or he would call me gay for like just trying something new or my dad would be like, why'd you, why are you wearing that? Like, why are you doing this stuff? Like, yeah, I think it does look funky. I don't like, I'm just trying it. Like, right. I, I, I kind of want to see how I feel in it. I kind of want to see Absolutely. if this is my, if this is my, my jive, you know, like, um, but the trick that I learned, uh, after a while of just kind of hiding my feelings and, and kind of brushing it off and not letting it affect me anymore was repetition and saying like, this is cool to me. Mm -hmm. So they would like uh, say I wore some skinny jeans and my brother came in and was like, what the fuck are you wearing? Like that looks so gay right now. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you're wearing super skinnies. I would literally be like, I don't know, man, I feel fresh as fuck right now. I feel great. Right. Like, and Dude, that's like a little and superpower. Then he's, yeah, you know? and he's that's like, so he's like, you really think so? You really think so? I'm like, yeah. If you really look at me, like, watch this trend hit. Like, just saying that mm -hmm, just because, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. just to see if I can win in yeah. any sort of way. And then after a while, you know, I repetitively say that. Like, if he, if he sees me again, oh, you're wearing those jeans again? Yeah, these are fresh as fuck, man. I can't take them off. These are Absolutely. so cool. Um, Becomes a habit. You just know they're yeah, fresh. Yeah, boom. And then all of a sudden you see them kind of change, like, I see him now and I see like where his thought is. I'm like, damn, those are actually kind of fresh. Like, maybe I'll wear those. And then you go out and I'm wearing them and like his friends 
will see me wearing them and kind of like look and then he'll hit me on the shoulder and go bro check these out these are fresh as fuck he's on a new wave mm. he's he's trying something new and that's how i got over it i got over it by even if i didn't fully believe that i'd either look good in it or wanted to act a certain way or try this new thing i believed that i wanted to and Absolutely. that belief system right is winning and repetition in that belief system. It's constantly pushing yourself. It's going to fight back. You're gonna have tension, but you can say something a million times, a million times, just repetitively, not annoyingly, but just confident. And people believe it. They start to yeah. become attracted to the Dude, idea. Dude, if you believe it, they believe it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's and you you've got to believe it for yeah. them to believe it i mean yeah. if you're and and that's kind of where we get a little self-conscious if it's like oh you know what we're in the mirror if you don't amp yourself up enough yeah. and you let other people like oh those are silly and you don't and you're like oh maybe they are stupid you're just walking around feeling dumb legged all day mm -hmm. you know you gotta you, you gotta have that confidence like go into the mirror and, and give yourself the old finger gun mm -hmm. chow and Boom. Say, you know what you, you do look pretty good and you like, have to be your biggest fan and, and it's not about good you know comparatively mm -hmm. it's about I feel like this is this is a little bit of me like mm -hmm. I feel like this feels nice mm -hmm. you know I, I like the way these pants look on me mm -hmm. and, and, and if about. you just imagine it like you would feel overjoyed if you had worn something and you walked outside and you saw someone wearing the exact same outfit or something very close in resemblance to it. And if you guys hit it off and said, oh, I have the same mutual, you know, hobbies and things like that. Like, I love to skate. I wear skate shoes and mm -hmm. I dress like a skater or whatever. Like, you just met a friend and that makes you extremely happy. There's just because you don't follow the same trends and vibes as everyone else doesn't mean that there's not someone else out there that's trying to do the same thing as you keep showing who you are yeah. so that others can find people like you and that's you create a bond and a friendship right. it's if you're hiding who you are you're never going to find people that are like you because they might be hiding who they are exactly and if you're constantly hiding just to follow what makes everyone else happy when they only see you for a split yeah, yeah, second yeah. of their day what's the point of that you Dude, know? that's beautiful. I like the way you put that. That's good. Yeah, that's important. It's, it, it, it's, uh, it's a thing that's really, it's a big misconception, I think, society right now. is uh, it, It's getting better, but the lack of being confident in oneself mm -hmm. uh, is, it's sad that, that right. I, I've fallen victim to it too, but it's sad that people actually change their life and change their thought process and their perspectives and kind of degrade themselves because they're not doing what's cool to someone else. Right. You know? That's not fair. It doesn't no. make any sense either. No. And, and it's like, wait, like you're, you're choosing someone else's version of yes over your version of yes. Yeah. Like even though it's like somewhere in my heart, like that little voice that says like, I want those pants. I bought them because I want to wear them. Mm-hmm. Like that's the voice that's true. That's truth. That's mm -hmm. that's real. That's the real voice, not like the popular girl who says that you're a spaz who mm -hmm. wears spazzy red pants, whatever it might be. And that's what's so. That, that's, it really hurts when, you know, someone especially that you care about, degrades you in such a way, right. um, and they have that power. Like you don't understand how much power, and. Uh, just conviction you have over someone 
just by telling them, hey, like, I don't like that, or you look stupid, or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, that that is ultimate power over someone's mind. You're mind controlling. You're manipulating their thoughts and their ideas when they're already confused on what they're... They, people are trying to figure themselves out. They don't know. That's everyone's problem. I don't know. I feel like I don't know myself. I feel like right. I, I'm i right. lost. I feel like I'm all this stuff. It's a great You question. are because <laughs> there's so many people that are constantly manipulating your path on who you perceive yourself to be. Right. Telling you that you're someone other than, than what you are. They're, yeah. they're, they're allowing uh, the... The, they're telling the sun to be more like the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so I, I was thinking as you were saying that, I actually have this friend group, which I can't wait for you to meet them. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this friend group that through some cool circumstances uh, like led to like random Twitter follows through friends of friends. And I was in EDC Vegas um, with a friend. And uh, essentially these people who live up in Seattle now, my Seattle friends now, mm-hmm. they were also in Vegas at EDC. We hadn't met. We only had one. I only had one Gabby on um, Twitter. Mm. Anyway, it was like, hey, we have mutual friends. I have you on Twitter. You want to meet up with us? And we're like, Shit, yeah, like end up being really cool, really cool friends. Sprouted this wonderful friendship. Um, I started traveling. We started doing uh, Coachella together every year. Uh, anyway, so I started to feel, I got this feeling when I'd hang out with them, man. Like I felt so much like myself. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I felt so comfortable. Um, you know, we'd go to festivals, so you kind of like dress up extra. I really always like dressing up at mm-hmm. festivals and stuff, you know. Uh, but what they would do is you would wake up. Like everybody's like drinking the night before, you know, everybody wakes up kind of hungover, whatever. Uh, but still all the girls, all the guys, good morning. Like, how'd you sleep? Like, here's a glass of water. And then you start getting ready and they're like, I love that top. Or like, like, oh, those shoes look good. Or like, you mm-hmm. look beautiful today. Or like your skin's glowing. Like it's, it's compliments, but they're true. They're sincere. Like yeah. it's, they genuinely care. They're like, I love this person next to me. We had a wonderful time last night. Um, I genuinely love this thing about them. You come out with this outfit and they're like, that looks so cool. Mm -hmm. They talk to you about it, break it down. Um, It started like, it was weird because I hadn't really experienced that. Mm -hmm. Like my friends and I had had this, oh, like, oh, that's cool. Like, oh, that's cool, man. Or whatever, like a a casual kind of a man, like, huh, huh, Mm -hmm. sort of interaction. But I don't know, these people, I know it's just clothes, um, you know, and it extend to other compliments, but just complimenting someone can do so much. And it could also shine a light on the fact that the opposite of a compliment, making fun of what someone is choosing to do or wear or whatever, um, is, is super painful, mm-hmm. especially at a young age. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard, you know, in, in the joking has to be clear that it's a joke. It has to be a joke to both parties or it's not entirely a joke. Um, and a lot of times you don't have to change who you are if you're a joking person, but a lot of times it's just one conversation away. You know, yeah. someone's making fun and you just gotta have that conversation. And there's just a, I think people don't understand the difference between a degrading remark and just talking shit with a friend, you know, and just like kind of BSing them and making a joke about it. Mm -hmm. Um, What I find is that a lot of people will kind of hide their remarks behind a BS sort of stance in a way that they approach a situation like, I say like, oh, look, your pants look stupid, man. You look dumb. And like laugh at it. And then that's supposed to be that. Or like, dude, you look fucking gay. And then 
leave it at that and then leave. It was like it's the like, most common phrase growing it, up. Yeah. You say that. And then, but you don't realize it like every time you like walked around them and they kind of mm-hmm. made fun of it and just poked a little bit, those pokes add up. And then you go home and you're like, am I portraying myself as like a gay man? Like, am, am I, right. is, Cause are you, because I'm not gay, but I don't want people to think I'm gay. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you, there's BS and then mm-hmm. there's the BS turns to degrading. And it's, I find that so much in a lot of the ways that people treat each other. It's like, right. it's just it, to them, it feels like nothing. It's just a small jab. But to, to, to other people, it's, it's sometimes a genuine debacle. Yeah. But if you get fucking jabbed, if, if you got a jab in the face, you're going to feel it. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, it's not the strongest punch. Mm-hmm. You get jabbed 20 times in the face, you're going to be hurting pretty bad, and you're going to be pretty pissed. At least a little confused, a little it, disoriented. Yeah, like, who the fuck am I? Yeah, What's happening? Where exactly. am I? I got punched. <laughs> exactly. but, but so, so here's the thing, though. Is here's the... The incorrect um, analysis of that is to like, well, you can't ever joke with anybody. You just got to be, exactly. you look everybody in that face and say you love them. And mm-hmm. like some people aren't like that. But I think that there needs to be, of course, emotional intelligence to know that this person's joking. But I think that there needs to be, I don't know, among humor, among like the the typical man-to-man teasing thing, mm-hmm. there's got to be some more clarity, some more... Uh, I don't know, some, some, some more level ground mm-hmm. between, because we, we've got to be able to have comedy. Comedy is the most important thing. We've got oh, to yeah. be able to poke fun at each other. Um, we've got to, I guess w- what we need to do is as individuals, we need to get better at reading. Yeah. Like, you know, so like uh, if, if I'm an uncle and I'm poking fun at my nephew about something, I need to look down and be like, he doesn't like that, dude. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's clearly like uncomfortable and he doesn't like that joke. You need to be aware of what you're saying. Yeah. Like, and so I use that example just because I have nephews now, and I, I feel like back in my head I remember like uncles jokingly calling me gay or something. But uh, I think that the the jokes, they got to be available, right? Like, yeah. like we've got to yeah. be able to make fun of them. But so, so how do you, how do you, you just got to get better at reading people's body language and, and emotions, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, obviously that is like number one. Um, but I feel like the, it's tough cause you have to joke. Like you have, to, that's mm-hmm. going to come out. It's just mm-hmm. what happens with guys, what happens with us. Like mm-hmm. I do it too. Um, I think the problem is that like once people recognize it, they almost kind of shell up and they, I don't, I only know from my perspective and I know that if I did that to someone and it has happened and I look back, I didn't say anything to them like, oh, I'm sorry, or mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. I took that too far or whatever, um, and just kind of made it a better situation. Uh, a lot of people will just kind of bottle it up and then take it with them, right. and then that kind of hurts them too, uh, and it kind of puts a weird damper on your guys' relationship. I mean, obviously things bounce back immediately if it's someone you love, um, but if it's some random person, then I, mean, I hope no random person is just going out there just talking shit to you, because <laughs> I feel like... That is crazy. Like it, I just give the happen. most respect to people who I don't know at all and talk that's, shit. To. That's that's how the world should be. Yeah. You got to treat everybody with respect first and foremost. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, so we talked about bromance. So overall, friends, it's okay to have a bromance. It's okay. Yeah. It bro, is just Brandon, fun. It I appreciate is. your friendship. I'm glad we met. 
We just oh, fist give you knuckles over there. We just knucked it up. Um, <laughs> we well, let's, uh, it up. let's talk about, I, I want to get just like a little bit of an overview. Um, and then right afterwards, feel free. Let's dive into whatever you, you had wanted to cool. discuss. Uh, awesome. but I do want to give a little rundown. What's, what's wild productions. What's, what's your company? Wild what's... productions is a media production agency, uh, right now specializing in weddings, uh, corporate commercials and things like that. But mm-hmm. I do want to begin to move into the movie scene, short films, things like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like my strong suit is actually relaying emotions and drawing people in with storytelling. I love storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I haven't even dove into that at all because weddings has been my version of storytelling now. Uh, kind of formulating how a day goes down and how I want to portray that day. Um, but yeah, as of now, I'm just kind of figure out what I want. Just kind of like wearing a new pair of clothes all the time. Like mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. film myself podcasting. Um, I'll film. You've got a podcast starting up pretty soon. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll film the podcast while talk. Uh, it's going to be coming on pretty soon here. Um, I like doing like mini documentary style shoots. Nature shoots are one of my favorite. Um, yeah, dude, your nature stuff is is super beautiful. Yeah, wedding yeah. stuff is great too. But yes. I like your, your you have an the, eye the, for sure. That seems to be everyone's favorite so far as yeah. the way I incorporate nature into it, and it's it's just my my job, man. Yeah. That's what I like to do. So yeah, cool, dude. That's super exciting. Yeah, I'm excited for the for the future of our uh, our two companies or our two branches of whatever this is. Mm-hmm. Like company and seems like a weirdo word. What but. is technically for the people that don't know what junkyard love is? I wish I can. I'll pan around this room with my camera one day and <laughs> show you <laughs> oh, how cool fun. it is. Yeah, um, I don't know, dude. It's so it started. I was like, I'm just a music. I'm de- I've been a DJ for eight years. I've this started as like you know i'm practicing down here it's a huge basement of my home um and it just turned into like i'm putting more and more work on it and then i just turned into my creative studio essentially it's like a a kind of a recording studio i don't have anything too crazy um expensive it's got got what we need for any sort of like live recordings um but it's also kind of just a creative zone Mm -hmm. it's a it's a it's a, a a sanctuary down here for sure. Um, but Junkyard Love represents kind of all the things that I have my hands in. I'm, I'm someone who's working on a little bit of everything at once. I'm just uh, I'm a general creator. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my way of jumping out of I've been DJ Kronos for, for so many years. And, it, and I've felt a little boxed in, frankly, by it. Um, and so I feel like Junkyard Love is kind of just a way of me expanding from being just a DJ and, and an audio engineer and, mm-hmm. and kind of just being a, a, a creative collective. So I have podcasts, um, like, uh, life coaching, motivational stuff coming out. Um, mm-hmm. I'll have meditations, got meditations. Um, I'm still going to sneak some DJ mixes in there. I've, uh, I've been learning to play a little bit of music, um, and, and I work with a lot of bands. So it's, uh, yeah, sorry. It's, it's just a, just a bunch of everything. everything. I'm yeah. just, uh, I just, I'm, I'm a, I'm a man of, of novelty and, 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 um, fascination and inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, uh, I've, I want to, I don't know, I guess mine the world and, and mine creative thought and, 
and try to humanize and relay in a realistic form what I'm learning back to that. Damn it. I know. I'm, try, I'm trying to communicate. <laughs> it's okay. It's know. a lot yeah. of emotions, but that's literally one of the things that <laughs> drew me to such Silly. a strong bromance with you, dude. Um, <laughs> you are like fearless when it comes to the creative world. There is such a stigma of now, if you're not necessarily like good at something and like, you know, a talented musician or a talented DJ, or whatever the case may be, then you should not try to post it or try it. Or if mm. you're not a singer, don't sing or things like that. Like you literally take on everything as if you are the world's greatest singer and you, mm-hmm. you, you practice making music as if you know how to make music I have to. without, without any fear of judgment or anything like that. It's, it's all for, the love of creativity and and pushing yourself to see all right what else can i do and like you can do these things that's what people will come up to creative people all the time and they'll say like i wish i had your gifts like i really really want to harness playing a guitar or i really want to harness like you just shoot photos so good like i wish i can take photos so that good you have an eye for it right. yes some people do have an eye for it yes some people are better than others Certainly. but some people have better voices pe- than others yes yeah. but people don't try even if that sounds garbage it's going to sound garbage at first yeah. you're not going to be mozart when you play the piano first you're going to suck yeah. you don't know if you can play unless you play for a year or a month or, you know, however long you want to go for, try it. If you don't enjoy it, you know that you don't enjoy that now. You know, it's like... Yeah, exactly. You the more really you try, know, though. The more you know, the more you try, the more you know yourself. Right. And specifically what you do and do not like, just like food. You have to try everything like it's food mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and know that, like, all right, music is somewhat like green beans to me, and I fucking hate green beans. And like it's just not not tasty to me. But if, if you're like, I know some people really like green beans. Though. Yeah. Like, I, know, I don't know. Let's try to eat green beans every day for thirty days and mm-hmm. see if I really like green beans. And if not, let's say, all right, I'll, I'll write it down on a piece of paper. Yeah. I do not like green beans forever. Like, but that's right. the thing is like, people don't know that they don't like it until they've done it for a while like like for the most part like if i were to pick up a guitar and try and play it um i don't immediately look at the guitar and say i don't like playing you like i don't even want to touch you you know like you just don't sound good in my hands like i don't enjoy the way you make my fingers feel like like 90% 90% of people, maybe 100%, don't look at something and go, like, I never want to try that unless it's, like, bungee jumping or something, which I'm not yeah. down for. No, maybe one day. Jumping, bro. I don't know about that <laughs> but, one. Skydiving, yes. Bungee jumping, no. But if I have any advice, it's literally, literally, if you are fascinated in anything whatsoever, you have an inkling of yearning to do this, try it out. Try it. Try it out every Absolutely. single day. Do it for 10 minutes, 15 minutes every single day. You'll realize that you're getting better and you're going to snap one day and go, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, Mm -hmm. like, understanding the fundamentals of this. It's the foundation for learning something. And I think knowledge and learning things is the way that 
you continuously find joy and happiness in life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because people are constantly searching for happiness and they're like i can't find it no matter what i do like i tried going to the gym and i tried doing these things these things are foundations for you to live a healthy life and a happy life but there are things that you need to attain the, the standard of having a goal and setting out and going through trials and tribulations to achieve that goal mm-hmm. is what keeps you happy and that's yeah. what i tell people is like if they ask me like you know you're so good like i wish you i wish i had this talent pick up a camera like yeah. pick it just pick it up and like yeah. take pictures you're, my pic i'll show you my pictures when i first started they were shit yeah dude they you literally were shit and i was shooting on i was shooting on auto auto uh settings you know the camera was doing all the work i wasn't even doing anything now i can now i understand a camera now i can touch it and move it and adjust it and i know how to get a look i want mm-hmm. like i now know things that i never thought i would know and it's it's brought me so much joy and I think it'll bring a lot of people joy. Dude, I agree. I think also once you know something sitting at the fact that you still don't know anything, like there's so many things like we were just talking about drones, for example, Mm -hmm. there's so much that you, you are probably agreeably, dude, I know nothing about this. And some days like me with audio stuff, there's so much that I'm like, I'm an idiot. I don't know anything about that. And yeah, but, but then there's other things people are like, what is that? Mm hmm. And then you got to remember like, oh, okay, there was a point where I didn't know what any of this was either. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just having having the passion, shooting your passion towards that um, is, is kind of like how you fill in the blanks in between your life and you realize that, that, that searching and learning something new, trying to look for creative passions, mm-hmm. is really a lot of what, what brings fulfillment to your, your, what connects you to your soul, you yeah. know, whatever that might be. Yeah, it's... That's the thing is that everyone is constantly, sorry, everyone is constantly looking ahead. Um, I mean, I even find myself doing it is when I'm working on what I'm doing now. I'm studying the people that are ahead of me. Obviously, it's what you do. You go into a karate class, you watch your master, you know, teach you how to do something so Mm -hmm. you can become better. Um, But a lot of the times I'll get my sights set on oh, I'm not that good, you know, I'm not where I was. But the the past me would look at me now and go, holy shit, I wish I was there. Right, you, know, you think like, you're so cool. Whoa, you know. Yeah, think about you as like an older brother, you know. Yeah, that, exactly. That's kind of a cool thing to do. Like uh, Shaylee always says, she always uh, says like something along the lines of think of like what 16-year-old you would, would want. Mm-hmm. And if you think of yourself now, you know, as like, oh man, I'm just the older brother of my young self. Like, oh should I have learned a lot? Mm-hmm. And but the thing is, what stops you from learning a lot is saying, that's not. I, I don't know any. I don't know how to use a camera. I don't know. Like, oh, I wish I could do that. Like saying that that that's not for you, saying that you can't do it. The thing about like that that's, you know, I I I want to outwardly be you know a, a great gatekeeper breaker you know like mm-hmm. like people thinking like i i can't play piano because i'm not i'm not good like d- don't get on a stage and say i'm really good and then suck like screw stages get in your basement and just play for hours and mm-hmm. suck and suck and then uh, if you want to be good at basketball go to your basketball hoop outside and suck and miss 100 and and then maybe you're going to make one mm-hmm. but i think the world of creativity is is 
people think it's like only for a certain type of person. Yeah. And certainly there is more people who are prone to certain creative things. Certain people are just magically wonderful at, 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 at certain things, but they also love it. And so they do it a lot, mm-hmm. but I just want it to be clear. I, I want to make sure everybody knows like there's no gatekeepers. You're, you're allowed to play music. You're allowed to draw. You're allowed to paint. You're allowed to dance. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to do yoga and suck at it. You're allowed to shoot basketballs <laughs> and suck at shooting those. You're allowed to do whatever you want and suck at it. Don't lie. Don't lie to anybody and say that you're good at it. Um, don't 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 try to compare yourself and say that being good is even what what the point is. Mm-hmm. Just feeling the art of creating something as a human is 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 it has it's important. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, we're and we're supposed to do that. It's the difference between an artist and someone who wants to create art is the amount of time the artist spends well the amount of time that the creative person or the person that wants to create dreams about spending you know mm. dreams about doing this I like that. the artist does the creative person who wants to create dreams they spend the same amount of time I bet you they spend the same amount of time doing and thinking one of them just does so you have to be a doer you have to spend the time it's it's so exhausting sometimes it's Mm -hmm. late late nights because you're so enthralled in it and then it'll mess up your habits and it'll throw you in a funk and your head will be crazy and that's the battle that is the battle of being an artist Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot of surfing the waves of emotion yeah, yeah and a lot of people that aren't wholeheartedly believing that they are a creative and a creative person will drop out somewhere along the along the lines they'll start drowning and they'll give it up and they even start if they even fully start and uh so that's that's the thing is it's time it's if you want to be good at something even the people who suck even if you become good and you're just an average guitarist from someone else's standard who is a phenomenal guitar player who started off just okay and is now a phenom the level of growth is still the same you have become a suck guitar player to an average mediocre pretty good knows how to play songs and and can play the guitar Um, that amount of growth is amazing that's it's phenomenal and it should give you the utmost joy knowing that like still like okay i'm not the best i aspire to be just like him you know or just like whoever is playing the guitar and shredding it like that i can't do that at the moment but the amount of growth that i've done and knowing the satisfaction that i can strum on this thing and i can make music is so satisfying to to me a normal person I would love to play the guitar. A normal and, person. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a normal person at the moment. Everybody feels like a normal person, though. I, I feel like even the people who are like, you're like, oh, you're so gifted. They're just, they're serious when they're like, I don't know. I just don't picked up the thing and just, but I don't know. I'm just, so I'm not gifted, you know? Like they're like that nervous sort of whatever. It's true yeah. about everyone, man. Like nobody really, I mean, maybe some people's egos think they are, but like nobody really feels like you're just a person. Yeah, you're just a person, dude. Just a and creating is something a person can do. Yeah. And everyone's allowed to do it. And I just think that, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think, something that we're going to do together. 
with a lot of the stuff that we're creating and, and that we're working on together with uh, just super exciting stuff mm-hmm. is, uh, is, is going to show a lot of people. I, I hope it shows a lot of people like you're allowed to create, you know, yeah, like, like you're allowed to express. Yeah. You're allowed to be inspired by, by whatever's around you mm-hmm. and you're allowed to, you, you know, what we should do is we should say, if you happen to be listening to this podcast, how about for the next week, you make a rule with yourself that you don't say, I don't do that or I'm not good at that. So mm-hmm. if someone's like, hey, do you want to come over and paint later? You can't say, I suck at painting. You're not allowed to say, I suck at anything. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. Um, I suck at that. Therefore, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So if something comes up and there's an opportunity to do something in the next seven days, listener. Or if there are no opportunities, create an opportunity mm-hmm. to create do something outside of the box and just tell yourself, hey, like, my parents gave me a guitar last summer. Maybe I'll practice that for 20 yeah. minutes. Or maybe uh, I feel like I suck at painting, so I'll invite some friends over, or I'll just sit and paint by myself mm-hmm. and like have no judgments and just paint whatever I want to. Try yeah. and look up a picture online and see if you can paint it, or just whatever the yeah, case may yeah, be. Yeah. Just doing something that you would throws you off your every day is going to jumpstart something creative within your body it's going to give you some serious happiness because i know changing up the mundane routine even if your routine is so cool to someone else it becomes mundane to you like if you ran every morning and you lifted and you came home and you cooked two eggs and you you know did all this stuff if you did it every single day you're gonna be like dude like like yes i do feel good i'm happy that i do this i Mm -hmm. kick ass but at the same time Sometimes you want something a little different. It's you know okay what I mean? too. Yeah. So I be creative hope, with that. Yeah, I hope that people just try something out of the box so that it'll give them some sort of jump start to to whatever it is. And if it's the gym, go hit the gym cuz I love the gym. Go hit the gym. Go hit it. Or stop hitting the gym. Actually, that's what happened with me is I yeah. I had been working out for so or long. Or stop. I had like I had gone through waves of just loving the gym. I would hang out with a bunch of bodybuilders. I would get big, get small, get kind of chubby big. And mm-hmm. then I stopped going to the gym and started doing my yoga stuff. And now I, I haven't been to the gym for like a year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just, just switching it up. But you're just switching, switching up, not, 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 you're switching it up in, in pursuit of health. Mm-hmm. I was like, it just wasn't feeling right. It wasn't getting what I needed it yeah. to give me. Um, and so I started pursuing something that felt better, which was yoga, working out at home, mm-hmm. running, running around here, trail running stuff. Mm-hmm. We did some trail running the other Dude, day. That was fun. Dude, that was wild fun. That is trail running is is certainly cool, dude. Well, that's the crazy thing, trail running. What do you think about that? It's got to be super primitive, right? That kind of I compare it to if you're a skier, diving in and out of trees, right? Yeah. Like you're you're hessian and you don't see the trees at all. You only see your path. You only see the one white. Everything else is a blur. Mm-hmm. Hauling ass, you know. You're a skier. Yeah. Um, but the trees are just zoom zoom. Trail running feels kind of like dude you're only on the path it's like going through space like you're yeah. going through this weird like path of space that's drawn out for you and yeah. there but there is something super primitive about it like there's something innately inside that like yes it is tough and yes it's physically challenging but it brings some sort of peace and some sort of like rhythmic Mm-hmm. movement in your state. body it's, it's this, a flow state. yeah it's a flow state that feels especially trail running and being out in nature and stuff mm-hmm. you almost get connected to the trail itself and you almost oh, for sure. flow for with sure. the trail and you become one and then suddenly you become one with 
everything because you're you're in balance you're literally balancing around curves and bends and up and downs yeah you're just you're very quickly throwing your body weight around too mm-hmm. i mean it's kind of strategic you know you notice like the, the one we did you get to spots where there's puddles or there's or there's places where you got to suddenly slow down to cross a narrow little bridge thing like it's not difficult but slow down and then speed back up mm-hmm. but you're also turning and so you know we'll all notice parts when we did it we'd put like our foot up up like a the like two feet up high on a, on a rock wall or something mm-hmm. you know a foot up high and kind of just like move our whole body weight just so quickly you know we mm-hmm. don't know this trail but it just seems like it's i don't know it's pretty cool to just notice like how much you can haul ass through the woods when you have an open like dude it's like damn we are actually badass but it's crazy because you know we used to that's how we would get Seriously. food is is a deer could out sprint us but we could outrun him in longevity mm-hmm. and so we would just keep um, it going probably flow state dude we probably chase these motherfuckers for miles <laughs> for, for miles. sure there's no doubt they're like running like god damn they're still behind me yeah. well on. i think that's the thing is they give up yeah. They're like they're like i don't even do it i probably would too i'd be like dude me. just spear me already yeah. give me in a good spot at least maybe like here. into beef jerky or something uh, yeah wait, something delicious beef jerky deer jerky yeah i bet you i'm so good <laughs> <laughs> i'm deli- they just accept life because they're like well dude, dude, I'm gonna be delicious. so delicious oh they're gonna love my yep mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway we trailed off into the death of a deer yeah scene dude somehow it gets there <laughs> somehow we got from like skinny jeans to Dear death, dude, it's brilliant. It's I don't like think we're going on YouTube subjects. for like four hours. I know, dude. <laughs> dude, I have the worst. We are, the, we are the algorithm that suggests new videos and new content as it I, pops. Up. I bet you we are, because I literally am like, I'll type in like some camera stuff, and then next thing you know, I'm on like prehistoric dinosaurs and like why the Earth is flat and stuff, and I am just like how were dinosaurs on a flat earth but it's so interesting right yeah. it's like this is fake <laughs> stop no no fuck you <laughs> the first episode of the podcast hey by the way listeners uh if you don't believe that the earth is flat you're crazy yeah, yeah we're gonna have half the half the fan group just like leave immediately and, and the other half, and the other half is gonna stick around for like just to see what's going on <laughs> I think these guys are crazy. Where is this going? Yeah. I feel like the crazier you sound, the actual, like, more engagement you get. So I'm cool with that. If nothing works for us here, let's just start talking space is fake and, like, just absurd shit. I mean, all right, hold up. How do you know space is real? Because I've been there. I've been that high. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) Well, okay, but that's the thing. You haven't been to space. You have been space. You have been become sp- space. <laughs> been spacey. I'm spacing right I'm spaced now. Spaced the fuck out. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> In class, I've been spaced out for sure. But I, you have no way of proving it except for hopefully the people at NASA are, are telling us the truth and right. you know things like that, which is just a whole other topic of like, how do you know that smart people and scientists and everything are literally telling you the truth. Like, everyone innately just believes everything mm-hmm. that, like, a scientist may say. Mm-hmm. Or, like, some, like, known facts, you know what right. I mean? Like, But, like, so many people are so quick to just put a fucking microwave in your house and, like, throw your food in it. And, like, if I asked you, like, what does a microwave do? <laughs> How does it work? Like, I don't know. It, it heats it up with radio waves. No, yeah. it doesn't. 
it, it yeah it grabs the water molecules and shakes <laughs> them up so fast that <laughs> that they become Dude. hot and then your food gets hot and then that's how you which eat. is fucking crazy which, why do we have that i feel like we shouldn't have that control i don't know it seems it's weird. so nuts you can cook something in a minute but literally i mean it is safe and and there are no nothing that's causing you to have like cancer or mm. any chemical waves that are messing you up know. your molecular molecular structure 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 let's let's say structure that sounds like a cooler word okay cool molecular but, structure uh, yeah i mean they didn't lie about that you know they were honest with that but just the simple fact of saying like if someone presents you with knowledge so many people are so quick facebook quick to be like fact <laughs> like that's quick. a fucking fact i'm gonna die with this shit I know. and i'm like dude well i don't know if this is real i don't know well this that's is- the thing is i mean if you really want to extend it i mean so so i've gone down rabbit holes on youtube yeah. of just watching um this guy leo gara uh Sounds Look correct. At, at actualize.net. Have you heard? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds correct. Sounds like you just pulled it up from your butthole. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, he, like he, he essentially sits there and talks for like two hours about like what is truth? Yeah. What's real? Like w- what's truth of reality or whatever? Yeah. It, it's, and it's like, oh shit. Like the way that we believe everything is just like, all right, well, so you read that? And they're like, uh huh. And you're like, you, you sure you read that? And they're like, mm hmm. And you're like, where'd you read it? And they're like, it was a, it was a, there's a book, then it's right. And you're like, okay. Exactly. <laughs> and that's how exactly. everything works, dude. Exactly. I mean, it's just, that's the thing, though, is, um, you know, outside of language, outside of, you know, like, what words are on paper in a sentence as it, in, as it is, all back to, to the root of that, what truth really is, is, is you've got to feel it. You've got to be like, I know this to be true. I know mm-hmm. this to be right. Mm-hmm. And that's how, that's what started truth. You know, mm-hmm. it seems like anyway, it seems yeah. like that's the birth of truth is, 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 you know, not just your, your gut feeling as we know it, but, but your truth innately and we each have our own. So it's kind of weird. I, I think that's what's so ingrained in our society, uh, about creativity and why we are so, so attracted to creating and creating art because i believe art at its very core is truth like if i Mm. if you were to play a song and you show the keys and why you played that there's there's truth behind it you know there's like there's this sound and these keys will make that sound it is true it's known that this will make that you know and and it's, and we have to discover that. And, and it's specific between every yeah. every other person. That's why it's so like, whoa, that's what you see as your truth. And that's what you see when right. you're playing this is like so profound. It's so amazing. And that's what's so enticing. But that's why I think so many people are drawn to creativity. Is it's, it's, there's no sort of like BS behind it. There's no sort of like... I don't know. Is that true? Like, yeah. I feel like that might have been a different key you played, and you're just lying to me. No, that's this is if I say an A minor, like that's what an A minor sounds right. like, and like you can play that. it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it'll somebody sound found that, like yeah. so, some like dumb ape who had a rock in his hand. Like eventually, his lineage, that was somebody there learned like, oh, that, what's Dude, that? Could you imagine but that it's something ape they discovered? 
Right. He's with just, he, just, he he finds A minor with a rock. Just vibing. Just <laughs> fucking EDC like turntable with rocks. Oh, yeah. just Dude, like, there's there's literally seven people in the audience. There's so many that, that you can't even get in. Seven whole people because yeah. <laughs> ratios. They're all, fucking, <laughs> they're all swinging their big dumb eight fists around in circles, <laughs> which looks just like EDC. Oh it yeah, no, no. So I was describing awesome. 2017. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Hey, did you hear that pop right then? Yeah, I did. Okay, so that's something I think it's my headphone amplifier. And it's terrifying. And I think that it turns my fight or flight on. Okay. It's definitely not on the recording. But uh, just a little side note for me. Um, so, oh, dang, I just broke the third wall. I feel like I just... That, that's the crazy thing. So, so that's cool. I was just mentioning our headphones. Uh-huh. And when you're in headphones, I feel like you kind of lock into this, like, double flow state of, like, podcasting. Yeah. Like, we're, like, in-depth with this conversation. Yeah. But then I mentioned the headphones and it felt like I was like, oh, yeah, like real life. Like for a second, I started hearing the sounds out here. Yeah. Like your focus. It's kind of interesting how our focus goes. And um, when you're having like genuinely intellect, you know, perhaps not the last thing we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, intellectual yeah, yeah, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> we started with <laughs> space. Is, is it real? Space but, uh, is fake. Yeah. No, you know, you do kind of lock into it. Um, but but uh, it's interesting. I feel like that's a good step. So as we were locked in here. Right. We're, we're having this conversation like we're kind of in like this flow state of mm-hmm. conversation. I'm building off what you're saying. I'm not checking my phone, whatever, whatever. I'm hearing what you're hearing. You're hearing what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what's so important about podcasts, too. It's right. like I feel like I've relearned what conversation is due to yeah. a podcast. And it is extremely daunting. It is very scary. Um, yeah. Like just to even be on the spot with someone because there's so many times where I have like awkward exchanges and I'm talking to someone and the conversation literally goes nowhere. And it's like both of us are at a standstill and mm. where do I even and go? Sometimes you're trying, you're throwing things. You're it, like, hey how, hey, how is Mary? And, uh, and, talk to Mary? and both of you literally will go like, like off into your own zone and yeah. then you'll snap and like do that weird, like fake thing. Like you were saying, like, well, like how's your kids by the way? Or like, yeah, it's a loop yeah and it's, it's like, like oh job's good doing the same thing boom mm-hmm. and it's like I, I'm, I'm not even having a conversation mm-hmm. at this point like i almost want to say like dude we're not having good convo right now mm-hmm. and we should come back to this another day yeah because hey this- you know i mean <laughs> okay seriously though I, I i mean i am a man who you know believe it or not for how much i'm often blabbing but there's there's moments there's days there's weeks sometimes months where i really prefer silence maybe not months that's intense but like i'm saying i think it would be cool if there's a time where you could be like this conversation isn't going anywhere you can exchange a look glance and you both sit in silence for the next hour Mm -hmm. like and enjoy it though not like oh my gosh this date is so awkward and you retreat to your phone to talk about how terrible your situation is right now instead mm-hmm. of experiencing it as, instead as of living in that. <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah no i i think that um which i can't blame you, know, you for right <laughs> the importance of podcasting man is it, crazy because i think me like i was always a pretty confident exuberant like i was an actor growing up like young like i enjoyed um i wasn't so much outwardly like extroverted but there was things where I'm like, I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had a, you know, salesman jobs when I was 16. Like I remember the interview, like suddenly you should be like 
sell me this pen. She handed it to me. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I killed it. You know, I'm like, oh, What's this your pen name? right here? Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that too. No, but I would I would sell it. Like, I would tell about the, the things of the pen. But anyway, so I would be good at speaking. I'd be good at situations. Um, I was always good at observing the other person and seeing what kind of situation, like, like what type, what part of Jake, what type of my chameleon personality mm-hmm. needs to match the situation, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and as I became, like, you know, more depressed and more like, um, just sucked into social media too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all these things in my life, I began to like lose those, let's say abilities of yep. like human interaction and whatever. But so I started like when hanging out by myself, which I was more comfortable that way, but I would start watching YouTube's, uh, YouTube's, uh, podcasts and stuff. People are talking back and forth mm-hmm. and I started watching eye contact and I started realizing like, man, I don't do that. I don't want to do that. I'm very uncomfortable around people. Mm-hmm. And now I look at my my feet. I wasn't always like this. So it gave me this, like, just because I wasn't always like this, I was like, this is weird. I don't want to be this person who can't make eye contact, mm-hmm. who can't have conversations, mm-hmm. who is so afraid of losing my train of thought in the middle of my thought that I don't even talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. So I think that you almost have to get it back. And I think that social media and the way that we talk to A-L-E-X-A, I won't say... No, because she'll start going. Yeah, I won't say Lord Voldemort's name because there's one sitting next to us. But uh, <laughs> but I think that the way that automation and weird stuff like with technology and just us being sucked on our phone, the way we type and shorten things, language and a lot of our our speaking abilities and looking each other in the eye, stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, communicating ourselves and communicating what we're trying to fucking say. Mm-hmm has been really pushed away in the, in, the, in the last few years in the last you know since the iphone came out let's yeah. just say yeah so i think that uh podcasts really help especially especially when people get the visual of them too mm-hmm. they help people um understand conversations and help listen i've already improved my listening skills i've already like i listened to the first couple i was like great i was interrupting a lot mm-hmm. you know you learn a lot from podcasting but also you i mean you learn a lot regardless but i like the way that like you're locked in and the only thing that I can hear is you. The only thing you can hear is me. And the only thing that we're seeing is each other. And it just provides this like, just almost like confined, like secluded box of just like me to you, you to me. And there's nothing else but that. And that whole focus of like, it's almost like going to practice, like talking. Like if you were to go to like a karate class for like talking, and like holy shit bro it's totally that you know what i mean like yeah it's, i feel it's like this crazy. is the best i feel like we just like hacked it's like people are gonna listen to us talk and we're like we're just practicing like we're just getting good because so you know yeah the being good at conversation and being good at talking and, and understanding and listening is very it's a tool that you have to sharpen mm-hmm. for sure it's so you know like we're gonna get good at this and i feel like we're stealing from the world now yeah and i feel yeah. like your voice is the most attractive thing about you as an individual. I think mm-hmm. it can be used in ways that are more powerful than anything that you can do physically. Um, right. Because if you look at people who are insanely talented um, and have incredible music abilities, they get looked at as this artist. But I've seen people who are that and then have this amazing voice and can project themselves in a way in which they talk and can express themselves as 
a person and not an artist uh, is just like I respect them more for them as a as an individual and as a person than for their art itself. I see them as a person and not just this kind of figment of people's imagination, you know, because like if I were to meet fucking like Post Malone or something like I only know him for his music. Right. And and like people only know me now for my video and photo skills. Like anytime I meet anyone that I know or that know of me in a way, they people want to have conversation with you if you obviously see them and you know them. And the first thing they're going to say is, oh, dude, I love your camera shit. Or, Mm -hmm. oh, dude, I love the way you take pictures. Mm Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. Like, you literally are, like, looking at me for my skill. And, like, you're looking at me as an artist. And, like, you're trying to talk through to me from my creative self. Like, Mm -hmm. while I'm just kind of kicking it and, like, being my normal self. Like, my creative self and my normal self is very different. my My mindset is different. My tenacity for creating is different Mm -hmm. it's you're talking to a different person that's why i gave myself a different persona of zach wilde as being that because when i step into that state that's when i can become that part of me right when i'm brandon i'm i'm just a normal guy trying to have a good conversation with someone which yes i can talk about that but people look to you just like people look to comedians to make them laugh on the street right you know what i mean yeah, like you're a clown fish aren't you funny yeah aren't <laughs> you, exactly exactly <laughs> like no like i saw uh kevin hart on a podcast and he's like dude like everyone comes up to me and expects me to make them laugh and it's so weird and like i'm not funny all the time he literally yeah. said it. it's like i'm not funny all the time i can't be funny all the time i would lose my sense of funniness i would Bro, am i gonna be dj in 24 hours a day like exactly. do i just have wheels i'm like i'm just like hey man exactly <laughs> exactly like i'm not gonna fucking scratch everywhere i go and yeah. like create a fucking little rave for you for the, everyone walking down the street that's the thing is is we the way that we talk to each other the way that we label each other the way that we like see like here's who you are is your job your mm-hmm your thing mm-hmm. like what you do that brings in money is who you are mm-hmm. and it's like wait hold up but i'm i'm a lot more like like and that's creative people understand that you know that, mm-hmm. that's why that's why they make aliases like so aliases in, in the avatars to 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 be in in the world i mean that's it seems psychotic to so many people but it makes so much sense when yeah. you're when you're doing it yourself like so many people have asked me like like i literally don't understand why you call yourself that like are you crazy or like are you like like i don't get it that that seems like some sort of self-defense thing or like some sort of thing that you don't want to present yourself as you know brandon because you're afraid to be brandon or something like that you know it's like no like i'm separating my creative self right and and a version of myself in which I have to slip into a different mindset and a different being, basically, right. to accomplish this goal versus me just being myself. Right, yeah. I'm trying to be seen as... Dude, yeah. That, it reminds me, I had this gig one time where they they put, like, 
well, it's more than once. This happens more than once. But uh, this main one, they put like on a billboard letterboard thing, like DJ Jake Ryan's. And I was like, I, I created Kronos so I, so I could just have that alias and I could live like that. Yeah. And it's, it's hard because you kind of want to separate. Like, I don't want to talk about music all the time. Sometimes I just want to chill and be like, okay, how are you? Like, do you know, did you... I don't know. I mean, I mean the same thing with you. Like, like it's it's cool that they recognize you as your artistry at first. Yeah, it's very cool. Which but, which is great. In yeah. that, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think you know, if that's the way that if you're like, I don't know how to approach this person, but I think they're really cool. I'm mm-hmm. gonna use this as a, as an in way. Like, hey man, I really like your photography. Whatever to whatever. Um, but then realize that like, hey, this is also a human. Like, you love his art. You just told him that. Like, that's so cool. But now, like, you just talk to him, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> just he's just he's just a dude like, you yeah. know, it, 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 it just, he also has emotions and feelings. Yeah, it, it seems like like I know everyone's intentions are good and they want to spark conversation and get mm-hmm. to know mm-hmm. someone who's kind of trying to follow their goals and dreams and stuff. Um, but they kind of like go down the YouTube rabbit hole of like not changing topics and things like that. And it's like, all right, well, you take pictures and it's like. Oh well, what about this and what about this and you think you create this and then ultimately it's to my friends are looking to get into this and we need we'd hope that you can help us with like free videos right, or something like that right. like maybe one day we'll hit you up for family photos or whatever the case may be and right. it's like and then it's like bye which has happened like a billion billion times so it's like and your I'm time like, just got robbed yeah and I'm like I actually wanted to talk to you. And see like what's going on like my flaws like i don't go on social media enough to see like what's going on in people's lives so when i actually see people like i'm curious to know what yeah. what you've been doing yeah. like like how's your baby yeah. man you got a new house yeah. cool bro i'll like, literally i'll literally talk to people and be like like what is new not like oh work's mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. no like what like what have you done like mm-hmm. did you have like a game night the other night did you go on a crazy ass hike like like what what has happened did you go out and just get shit faced on right. saturday or what like yeah who are you and what do you do well i i think that you know even even expanding on just that sentence there i think that all of our conversation in the western world should change to like this like hey how are you good i'm good good and, and like uh how's work going you still have the same job yeah i'm still blah blah, blah. like we th- our work is our first base level of communication which mm-hmm. has been talked about a million times before yeah. but i feel like I don't know what the answer is, and I feel like a lot of our friend group style, you know, we have a, a good way of breaking through that bullshit and just talking. Like, mm-hmm. hey, bro, it's good to see you. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Like, we go right into it. But on this, you know, we do have to interact with people we don't know every day. But I don't think we need to have this, like, super fake, like, just trying to meet each other and know each other really quickly through our work. Mm-hmm. I feel like it already paints us in this false, like, because a lot of people... So, like, when I meet people, people are like, oh, you're a DJ. They think it's, like, this cool, like, I'm trying to be famous. I'm trying to be this, like, cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just work at, you know, um, uh, a bank, let's mm-hmm. say. And, and so when they talk to me, I'll be like, hey, how are you? What's good? Oh, I'm pretty good, you know, just working at the bank, you know, same thing. Like, they, they downplay their life mm-hmm. because they compare their life to mine, assuming that, like, the DJ life is just wonderful or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if that's exactly what they're thinking, yeah. you know, but, but it seems like that's what seen that. Yeah. Essentially, I just, I don't, the way that we say like our first interaction should never be like this person's job is better than mine. So I'm going to insult my job. Um, 
and I'm also I'm labeled gonna, by my job. Yeah, I'm gonna downplay it because I'm not accomplishing the same goals as them and things yeah. like that. And like, we should talk about happiness. Like, yeah. Even how? What percentage happiness have you been in the last six months? <laughs> I'm like at 59. Oh shit, that's yeah. not super good. What's going on? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And if you talk to creatives, they would say the same thing. Like, dude, I'm like haven't been on my role for like two months. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I can't even like the stuff that I'm creating. People may like actually be liking it and like what I'm putting out but I personally am like dude I'm going crazy like trying to edit these wedding videos or I'm going crazy trying to do all this stuff because Mm -hmm. it's so time consuming and I literally feel like I'm by myself for like 15 hours and I'm like I need to go outside and I need to talk to someone you know what I mean like I have these deadlines yeah but all you see is the end result of my fucking madness go on for like you know and, and, then, and they're like oh it's this talent like you were born with just this wonderful talent mm-hmm. like you can just like you just know exactly what to do it's mm-hmm. like yeah because i spend all this time like mm-hmm. so it's hard to mine you know yeah, yeah. it's definitely a trick that's why i want to make that i'm going to be making a documentary soon uh but that's <laughs> I know, why i was like kind of hit that and see if you wanted to talk about it i'm like Ooh, yes that's why i'm making a documentary about creatives and the artist's way of life uh, from a mental standpoint, obviously showing what they can do, but more on the lines of uh, what it takes to become an artist and what kind of goes down in people's lives uh, behind the scenes. So. Yeah, man, dude, it's super dope that you're that you're doing that. Like, um, cause you've explained like you're like the, this documentary you're working on, like pretty in depth to me. And I think it's super important. Like you've, you're such a good listener too. Like there's already been nights where we got like a little bit of footage and, and we've had conversations where like you've drawn me to explain myself in ways that I'm like, Oh wow, that's like a really good way. And I, and I think that, that like your work, a lot of stuff that you're doing is going to really help. I, I hate even saying the sentence cause it goes against what I said earlier, but like, you know, creatives and not in non-creatives mm-hmm. like people who consider themselves not creative, who don't try to understand like the emotional states of creative people, mm-hmm. um, a lot of like the the traumatic experiences that give way to a lot of creations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, y- you are really good at pulling out and I think portraying in a visual sense, like the the, the plain English of mm-hmm. of what that means, because it's w- what we're saying here is we're we're explaining feelings with just words, and feelings are so much more powerful than words mm-hmm. and so you're explaining like the feelings and the real emotions of of what it takes to like hey that thing that you love so much it took someone reaching inside their heart and ripping it out for like four hours a day mm-hmm. for 16 months to give you that thing yeah. so so like yeah I, I think just it, it's important to mind the way that we, that we that we process things and create things and you uh, pull it out well well so thank I'm you excited, for that. man I appreciate yeah. that it's going to be it's going to be a journey. I mean, it's going to take a while and, and just to gather emotion from people, um, just to break people's walls down. I mean, I want to meet with people who are obviously creatives in different fields, but a lot of people I won't even know. And so to try and pull out some sort of, uh, just intimate emotion and feeling from someone. I mean that I can't just go grab my camera and say, Hey, I need you to like, tell me about your past and like right. you know explain like I, I i listened to the song and you were like almost sounded like you were in tears over it like what is the meaning behind that mm. and it's like 
some people have some shit going on, you know? Like, some people have literally been, like, beaten and molested as kids, and, like, mm-hmm. that gives way to a sense of relief when they create music and when, or when they write poetry or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, glass blowing or pottery or whatever it is. Right. It's something, a lot of the time, I figured it's something pretty traumatic or it's something uh, that just really left a mark on their lives. Mm-hmm. And so... I mean, I bet even with you, like, if once we get into this, like, there's going to be some things that I have no idea about that you may express. And I have to have responsibility for that. I don't know. But, uh, no, I have to have responsibility for that. And that is, it's a very scary thing, but it's something that uh, I hope I can portray in the correct way yeah. uh, and in a way that is... Uh, it really catches the eyes of the viewer, but also, uh, if it's you, I'd I'd hope that's what emotion you're trying to relay to yourself and to everyone else. You right, know? right. So that's that's what I'm looking for in this documentary is to try and master the art of giving everyone what they want in a sense that uh, is really beneficial for everyone. Um, in in understanding what it takes to be an artist. It's super important, man. I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, I have no idea how long it it may take you. It may it's gonna take as long as it takes for sure. But I'm truly honored that that you're that you're putting me in in the thing. So mm-hmm. that, that feels pretty cool. Um, just being conscious of your time here. Um, you're a very busy man. You're always keeping yourself busy, mm-hmm. <laughs> busy and motivated with tons of work. So you do have to get going here pretty soon. So, uh, but before then, do you want to? Uh, yes mention anything else was there any other subject you want to make sure we touch on on this on this first episode of our little collab thing we're going to be doing here oh man uh i think not um because once we start with one topic i literally don't care what (laughs) responsibilities i have in life i'll just keep going and like I'm in a conversation here. Like, I don't care if I have to go to work or anything. I'm like, dude, yeah, like, all we're, out. like we're talking about the universe. Yeah, yeah. It's important. <laughs> like, it, it's so funny. I'll we, call you later. <laughs> we just get so sidetracked. But those, you know, again, those are important conversations to have. Yeah, got to be. And we got to we got to save some, save some data for the next one. But that's what I love about talking to you is like I literally feel like we, no matter how many times we've talked for hours and hours and hours and hours and never have we been like all right we ran out of things to say here like no, bro like it's all of a sudden two o'clock uh-huh. in the morning you're like dude i have to drive home and i'm sleep talking right now <laughs> yeah, seriously like it's just crazy like yeah. it's it's so cool though i mean that's yeah it's, i love it's, you buddy i love you too bro <laughs> yeah dude i appreciate you a lot yeah hell it's yeah this one begin all right bro um <laughs> you'll be back soon um i, I just want to say i think uh, probably our next one if not our one after that our next podcast together um, will likely be perhaps outside. Remember mm-hmm. we had that idea. Yeah. Um, so a little hiking one. A little yeah. So so, so that should be pretty intricate. We, we we get we get talking about you know fairly important subjects on on hikes and stuff. So we kind of wanted to maybe start um, um, recording that. Maybe we we can get some get to the core of some more important things. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, podcast out. Podcast out, man. Junkyard love. Junkyard Thank you, brother. Podcast. Oh, oh no, no. no. no.